0: no purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Hi there and welcome to the Forest Rumble podcast. In anticipation of today's big match, I had a chat with Corey and Jason from the Rams Review podcast. Here's some highlights of our conversation.
0: There's a hell of a lot riding on Saturday uh, for both teams, I would have thought. Surely a win—I say surely—but you know a win a win on Saturday for Forest could well cement, if not it already has, cement their playoff place. What do you think?
2: Well, I think that's the that's the big priority really is for Forest right now is getting points on the board. You know, with the first match uh, out of lockdown was against Sheffield Wednesday, and and Forest didn't play amazingly well, but they were a goal up going into stoppage time and then conceded an equalizer. So you're naturally a bit deflated after that. Um, but when you look at it. You know, a week and a half later, we've got seven points out of nine. Yeah, it'd be great to beat Derby, but the most important thing is getting points on the board right now.
0: Mm. Yeah, it is 100%. I know, obviously, it's... from our start, I mean, the first game back from us was a trip to the Den. It's one place that, without fans, changes the, old, the whole picture. Um, and we've had a terrible run of results away from home. Just started to turn it round before the lockdown. I think we beat Sheffield Wednesday. We beat Swansea away you know two pretty decent sides at home as well and they were like the the second and third away wins of the season at which you know we we'd gone you know 17 away games without getting a victory or something like that so and then since then obviously we've we've won and then we won last night at Deepdale which again probably before lockdown would have been something that you know we wouldn't have been able to wouldn't have been able to achieve so I, I completely agree with your point there obviously just before our set of matches started obviously you looked at the Bundesliga and you looked at things like that and people are still saying it now that away teams have got what seems to be the home advantage has disappeared without fans. Um, Obviously, the the old cliche that form goes out of the window um, on on Saturday. Um, And in all fairness, two teams who probably are bang in form. So are you expecting a boring nil-nil?
2: We've got a team who aren't scared to do the dirty work. Um, And it's a bit weird because obviously... We've had so many managers over the years and you, ne- you never quite establish a style of play when you change managers so frequently. Under Sabri Lamushi, I think we've won one match where we've had more possession um, in in the over the 90 minutes. So um, Sabri's got the team playing in a way whereby actually we're perfectly set up for away matches. Um, and that means that actually at times it can be a bit tough, it can be a bit scrappy, but also we've got Forest team that aren't, don't have a soft center anymore. Um, so that could be really, really crucial. If you're a neutral, it probably is a lot more boring because you're kind of going, well, is this all they can do? <laughs> so so who knows? But definitely football has been more violent and we've seen plenty of examples of that across the championship. In the first week it was players getting muscle injuries. But then in week two and even last night, obviously we've seen red cards for people just losing their heads. And you've got to say, that's got to be down to people coming back without adequate training, without adequate match fitness. And a lot of those red cards are coming in the last sort of 10, 15 minutes where people are tired and therefore lunging into tackles or they're mentally tired and therefore they lose their heads a bit.
1: Yeah. And we were talking about this um, before we came on, Rich, that, you know, we thought that maybe the tempers might be a little bit cooler um, because of because of the lack of fans. But, you know, we saw Lawrence uh, and, my, and Matt Maizga from uh, Reading, I'm sure you saw that, you know, they got sent off after the whistle. You talked about Ashley Williams just there. Um, and I think that the, the, the heat and the passion necessarily won't be there for the East Midlands derby per se, quote unquote, but it'll be there because both teams need, need the win to get to the playoffs.
2: Forest players have 99% of the time totally kept their heads. And Ribeiro being kicked on the ground by the Bristol City captain, um, and he just he just he just lay there looking up at the at the, at the guy. He didn't raise his hands. He didn't he didn't get his tackles up at all. He just let it happen. And then it's was like, well, at the end of the match, hey, we've got the points. You haven't got anything.
0: Yeah, that would been which good. Which Tom Lawrence should have done. Yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> that <would've laughs> Saturday, Which he decided not to do. Thanks for listening to the Forest Rumble podcast.
2: Please subscribe and leave a review on your podcast provider, as this helps other support supporters find our content. Now on with the pod. Graben and arguably Watson as well, they're players who've got better as they've got older. Watson always had, you know, he's played in the Premier League and he's got a good pedigree there. And then he looked like his legs have gone. So Sabri has reappropriated him sitting in the midfield. He doesn't have to put, put the legs in because of the way he plays. But Graben's another case in point entirely. He's learnt an entirely new game in the last year or, yeah, let's say a year or so, whereby he's gone from being seen as a goal scorer to being someone who actually is doing so much work. He's more than number 10, but he's still got that striker's instinct. And Graben at the age of 32, which I believe is the same age as Chris Martin, and I know that Derby fans, you talk about, well, Chris Martin, he's he's past his best now. He's he's gone off the boil, hasn't he? When you look at
1: someone like Chris Martin, Jason and myself, we're both part of the Chris Martin fan club, so uh he's a legend. Um but yeah, and never scored you know, against
0: Forrest, I don't believe.
1: No, I don't think he ever has. And, and no, to be honest, I don't think he ever has,
0: surprisingly. I don't he's, think he's ever scored for certainly for Derby, he's never scored against Forrest.
1: Yeah, and he's done reasonably well because he was out of the picture for so long. Um and he kind of came in at the right time of the season, um, just before Um, the leads game to get the equalizer came off the bench out of nowhere. And then obviously we had the issues, um, that were well-documented off the field. Um, and he he just kind of came in and he just, he's gone about his business. And and Jason mentioned this the other day, and I think it surprised both of us. He's got, he's got 12 goals, um, in all competitions for us. So it's remarkable for someone who's not necessarily a starter every day. Um, and just to, just the point about players getting better with age is, is Wayne Rooney, obviously. because he was brought in, we didn't know whether he was going to play as a number ten or as a forward. And he's set in a holding midfielder, and it looks like he's been playing holding midfielder his entire life. And he's just got that extra touch of quality and class about him. Obviously, his legs are not what they were like Ben Watson, but his brain's going to be there. Um, and he scored the free kick against Preston. And so I just think that you know, he's, I hate to say he's like a fine wine; he gets better with age um, because eventually his legs will go. Um, but he's adapted to the to the to the new role very very well and I think the best thing I could say about him is I don't notice him anymore in the team sheet
0: it'd be interesting to see how it set up on Saturday from both teams in all fairness I think you might see a bit more of an aggressive Rooney and Corey to be perfectly honest with you uh, I mean aside a a Derby team without Max Bird in it at the moment seems unthinkable I wouldn't be surprised if he gets dropped on Saturday and Graham Shinney plays alongside Rooney just for that solidity, because at the end of the day, there could easily be six academy players in Derby starting eleven on Saturday, whereas that's been a positive for the for the most of the season. I just don't know if you can go with that on Saturday, um, because obviously we've seen it twice already in the cup game. Certainly earlier on in the season, we we were a no-show. Certainly from I don't know if Sam Bissau's fit or anything like that, but I know he's a, he's an impressive midfielder. Um, him and Watson sitting in there, you know that's. That, that's a fair old midfield, that is. And I, I just don't know if youth going with all that youth on, uh, on Saturday in certain positions, Corey, is, is probably the, the right idea it
1: could go either way either the youngsters are going to do really well and run the legs off of or they're going to get kicked to, not kicked in a negative way but they're going to be marked out experienced, muscled off the ball and they're not going to get a kick and I wouldn't be surprised if Graham Shinney came in Jason um for Max Bird j- just for this one game because because of because of who it is and and, and it would be very tough for our young players and to start that many in a game of not only of an East Midlands derby, which we're putting to the side, but as a game that we need to win to to maintain in the playoff race.
2: From where I'm sat, I think that the way in which uh, Derby are approaching things with regard to using youth has clearly evolved as the season's gone on and as koku has got his feet under the table. So it looks to me as though youth is going to get more and more of a chance. And I think that Koku, I don't say this with any particular knowledge of Koku himself, but obviously of the Dutch school of thinking, whereby, you know what? If you're good enough, if you've got enough technical ability, then we'll put you in the team. Um, and I, what I don't know, and I'd be interested to know your, your opinions on this, is that is Kaku actually going to do that? Is he going to change the team for one match uh, to put in more experienced players or is that against his kind of his instincts?
0: No, I, I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Rich. And I think one of the things that we can prove with that was obviously the League Cup game earlier on this season. I mean, from a Derby perspective, when we saw that team sheet, we all went, what the is he doing? Talking in terms of just the game itself, Rich, since, since, the, since the restart, one of the things that me and Corey have noticed, and it's actually been to Derby's benefit on two or three times, getting into that second half of a game, you know, where the substitutions start coming in at 60, 65 minutes, we've seen that disrupt Derby's and the opponent's flow in the games. Do Have you seen something similar in the games that you've watched, with, obviously, with, with that Forrest have been in? That last 25-minute segment of the game just seems to go out the window a little bit?
2: Uh, we've seen it both ways, to be honest, uh, Jason. So in the match against Sheffield Wednesday, our first match back out of lockdown, um, the substitutions did cause a problem. And I think Sabri, the substitutions, he didn't quite get right. And he's a manager who actually usually uses his subs reasonably well. Um, so he got that wrong on that day. And, and what was very clear is that actually it would have been so much better if he'd taken the chance. He made four substitutions, but he used his three substitution windows. Would have been so, We might not have conceded that that sort of stoppage time equaliser if we'd had Michael Dawson on the pitch as a tall, extra commanding presence in the centre of defence, because it was a header from the corner that, that beat us there. But in the last two matches against Huddersfield and uh, against Bristol City, he's used the subs quite well.
0: I think one of the things, and Corey you may well agree with me, you know, Koku's one of those tacticians that we've seen him not make a single substitution in a game this season, which is obviously a little bit un, un, unheard of in some respects. Now he's got, he can now make five. Um, it's almost as if he's bringing them on for bringing them on's sake. I. Be surprised in all fairness to, to know. Obviously, hindsight's a wonderful thing, and we will never know. But if though, you know, if it was only three substitutions or something like that, if actually Derby would have gone on to seal the three points in two at least two out of the three games, because I'm not so sure uh, that the, the changes kind of disrupted the flow of, of certainly the, the opposition a couple of times. Um, and it's as I say, it's not really allowed. Derby, it doesn't feel as if Derby have really been allowed to get going again. So, Rich,
1: um, Jason, are we up for score predictions?
0: I'm going to go with a 2-1 Derby win.
2: I'm going to stick with my gut instinct here. I'm going to go for Derby to have 73% possession for Forrest to get a relatively comfortable 1-0 win.